Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> a gallon for your gasoline that's okay you know what that's like that's like a tax cut that's bigger than a tax cut if biden got in you'd be paying seven dollars eight dollars nine dollars didn't they say get rid of your car prices at some local gas stations they're way above the average well across the street from the beverly center one of the most expensive places in la drivers are paying this nearly seven dollars for regular unleaded nearly eight dollars for premium Drivers said they were surprised and not in a good way. Welcome back. It's Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not surprised and uh, I'm curious why they were surprised. Uh, I understand why not in a good way, but why would you be surprised? You were warned. Trump did tell you what was going to happen. I think most conservative voices did stress to America what was going to happen if you elected that numbskull that's in the White House right now, and here we are. We're at a 40-year high for inflation, a 23-year high for home prices, gas prices are at a 14-year high. That sounds oddly familiar. Oh yeah, that's right, Barack Obama was there. Yeah, and they still want to pass the Build Back Better nonsense so this can continue. They're going to price you out of being able to afford gas and you'll either have to take public transportation or they will break you and you will have to get in, uh, get, give in and buy an electric vehicle. Me personally, I'll pay the gas price on sheer principle. Uh, Christy Nome tweeted out that last year, gallon of regular gas in her state was 275. Last month it was 327. Last week it was 343. And as of today, it is $3.70 a gallon for regular gas. She is advocating for reopening the Keystone Pipeline. You've heard what Joe Manchin had to say. You've heard what everybody has to say. You heard what I had to say, I have to say, which is start producing the oil that you know we have and stop buying billions of dollars worth of oil from Russia and OPEC and everywhere else and we will have no problem. Gas prices can drop dramatically. You think that knowing how badly they're doing in the polls with Americans, they might use their brains and say, hey, we probably should reverse course on this because we're going to get killed in November and let's at least get the gas prices down and try to help out just a little bit just to get through the election so that we can win but you know Democrats they're notorious for doubling down on stupid things so when something bad's happening all they tend to do is double down on it I did see an interesting tweet um, earlier from Senator Marsha Blackburn where she said Joe Biden reportedly is set to give Iran $7 billion in frozen funds. Just like you're funding Russia and their invasion, and just like your boss did in the past where he was flying pallet loads of cash out to terrorist nations, 
course, Sleepy Joe's going to go follow suit and do exactly the same thing. Why not enrich countries that hate us and want nothing more than to see us crumble? That makes sense (laughs) in a stupid world. Um, You know, I've been talking to you a lot about people having different opinions on the entire Ukraine-Russia situation. Uh, Fox Business, interesting conversation that was being had. I want you to hear it, um, and you make your own determination afterwards. Here it is. The uh, first five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, They've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. Uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. He's not a a hero when he's standing up for himself and his own people? You don't think he's a hero? No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality. Neutralize Ukraine. This is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on and, and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. I'm inclined to disagree with you, Colonel, but, um, you know, we see how this works out. Colonel Douglas McGregor, tough guy. Thanks for being with us, sir. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Now, Elijah Schaefer was the one that posted that. It caught my attention. I do follow him. If you don't know who he is originally, where I knew him from, I'm not saying that's where he started, but it may very well be. I haven't gone very much into his history. But where I originally saw him, he was working as a journalist for Glenn Beck. He was out on the front lines, especially during all the Black Lives Matter nonsense that was going on when President Trump was still in the White House. So that's where I know him from. He has evolved into a talk show, a conservative talk show now. Um, Very popular talk show. Does very well. His opinion of the entire Russia-Ukraine thing is that it's all propaganda and just a big hoax. I haven't read deep enough into what he says, so I'm not going to speculate too much. Um, He could have very well explained his position. I haven't seen it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. However, I would say by what was just said in that interview, uh, it kind of justifies what he thinks. Yes, the mortars are real. Yes, the people that are dying are real. Yes, the attack is real. But there's obviously some type of political nonsense going on why this is lasting so long and why this is continuing. And the underlying reason for it, we just don't know yet. I think that does also fall in line with nobody's really sure exactly why Putin is doing what he's doing other than what I think is he's trying to reunite reunite the uh, USSR personally. Uh, he also probably wants resources from them. He's, he's also a tyrant. 
You know, I mean, people like that, they don't do things for logical reasons. Now, he's not a stupid man, but I'm sure he has a reason why it's just not clear to us yet. It's in your hands to decide. You know, I'm not a big conspiracy kind of guy. I've said that a million times. And for me, what I see, the people that I see speaking about it, the footage that I see coming in, the interviews that I listen to of people who are actually on the ground over there, man, this would be one hell of a production if it was all fake. <laughs> um, so I, I'm inclined to believe it's really happening. Is there politics involved? There is always politics involved in war. It, you would be a fool to believe anything less. What is the outcome they're trying to exact? I don't know yet. And that, that again, is to be determined. We'll, we'll have to see at the end of this. But I do know that you do have one uh, person in this, Putin, who has been a threat to the world for a couple decades now. So it's not surprising that he's doing what he's doing. We'll see in the end. Again, it's, it's up to you to decide. Now, stupid things that are going on a little bit closer to home, or at least stupid things that I find that are going on a little bit closer to home, uh, Black Lives Matter, your, your favorite organization. Black Lives Matter funds the bond for an accused Kentucky mayoral candidate as attempted assassin. Uh, I want you to listen to the video. Somebody videoed them posting the bond for him. The audio is very low. I'm going to play it one way or the other. As he gets closer to them, it does get a little bit louder. You may struggle to hear it. It's about 45 seconds long from when I started. So you may want to turn up your volumes, and then I'll try to come in with a little bit of a whisper uh, just so I don't blow your eardrums out in case you got it jacked all the way up. Here that is. All right, it's over. You can turn the volume down. <laughs> All right, so a man accused of attempting the assassination of Louisville, Kentucky mayoral candidate is free on bond after a local Black Lives Matter chapter funded his release. A judge set the bond for the man accused of shooting at the candidate and four others in an office at $100,000. Quintez Brown, a Black Lives Matter activist, is accused of attempting to assassinate Louisville mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg. Allegedly, he walked into Greenberg's office and fired shots at the candidate and four others. Um, while one of the shots did strike Greenberg's clothing, no one was injured in the shooting. Isn't it amazing how you didn't hear anything about this at all? Now, I started looking through, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't see anything about this at all in the news. 
I guess it doesn't fit the narrative because it was a black guy that walked in to shoot a bunch of people, and they just don't want to say that because, God forbid, you know, you're a racist if you say the truth. You can't say that. A black guy that actually walked in somewhere to shoot four people or five people, you can't say that. What's what's wrong with you? Um, but nice people. So they bail him out of jail for $100,000. I, I don't know each state has different laws or if it's federally. You know, I don't get in that much trouble, so I couldn't tell you. But it's my understanding that most states, or at least some states, let's say, uh, definitely here in the state of Florida, for bond, you only have to put down 10%. One way or the other, $10,000 is still a lot to fork over if they didn't have to pay the entire 100 I don't know what Kentucky's laws are. Maybe they're a little different. Maybe they had to come up with 100 But it shows you this beloved group that absolutely has no interest in improving black lives. This beloved group bailed out a attempted murderer. Once again, look at the people they're helping and the people that they idolize. Now, if you're black, I would be offended by all these things. If I was black, I'd be offended. Absolutely. You guys are putting statues up of George Floyd and look at his past record. You got, you're bailing out people like this. Does the money of your chapter that I'm sure the majority of people that actually believe in Black Lives Matter think they're giving money to an organization that helps out the African-American community in the United States. Your money's being used to bail out criminals, to bail out people who are are attempting to murder other people that they don't want in political office. We got to start calling things as we see them. The time of silence is over. I don't... You, do you really care anymore if someone calls you racist? Does racist even mean anything anymore? I get called racist and white supremacist all the time in little love notes that I get from people. Do you think I care? I don't care. I know who I am. I know what I am. They don't bother me. You can't get under my skin with that nonsense. And when I see stuff like this, it just justifies my position. This is wrong. Bailing this guy out is wrong. What he did is absolutely wrong. And the fact that you're using money that people are donating to an organization that they think is being used to help out communities, and it's not, it's being used to help out criminals, is wrong. So just another strike on Black Lives Matter. Crap organization. Shouldn't even exist. All right, and now my favorite one, and I think you'll very much appreciate this last one. It is in Breitbart. DHS Mayorkas okays citizenship for migrants who rely on welfare. I'd like to say something very quickly because I got a little nasty gram about this, and I'd like to uh, state my position. Don't really care about the way that particular person feels about it. The reason I trust Breitbart News is because it is still run with the same um, intent as it was originally supposed to run. Breitbart was a kind of person that believed you go out there, he was a little bit combative, but you go out there, you video it, you get it on tape, you record it, that way when you bring it up as a journalist and you write an article on it, people cannot try to discredit you by saying it's a bunch of lies. They still run that way today. And they provide it with visual and audible proof whenever they're doing something. So I find them to be very reliable. It is also no surprise to me 
that mainstream media on the left calls them out as propagandists or people that uh, are fake news like Trump calls the mainstream media because they know they're reporting truth and they don't want you paying attention to them. They want to damage their name and reputation so that way people just think they're a joke, which is blatantly false because they, they have some excellent reporting in Breitbart. If you don't look them up, if you haven't been on the website, do so. There's plenty of opinion pieces just like anywhere else. And then they will give you the facts and links and everything else. So they're a, uh, a reliable source, in my opinion. Joe Biden's deputies are rewriting the public charge regulations to let very poor migrants get both welfare and citizenship and also let Wall Street get more low-wage workers and welfare-funded consumers. Uh, this administration thinks it's okay for taxpayers to have to economically support any legal immigration said Jessica Vaughn, the Director of Policy Studies at the Center for Immigration Studies. The administration's progressive belief, immigration is a humanitarian and a social assistance program. The priority is what can we do for the immigrants, not how how does immigrants help our country. The public charge rule was mandated by Congress to help deny residency and citizenship to legal and illegal immigrants who cannot work enough to stay out of the poverty level. Uh, The resulting regulation was adapted to exclude migrants who rely on government-delivered welfare and other forms of taxpayer charity, which was then described as being a public charge. But the public charge reputation was rarely enforced on migrants and their U.S. sponsors, so President Donald Trump's duties issued a regulation that instructed immigration officers on how to decide when a particular migrant were, or migrants, excuse me, were dependent on the government's increasing variety of aid and welfare programs. uh, Biden's deputies at DHS quickly blocked Trump's rule. The replacement rule will help officials provide green cards and citizenships to a huge inflow of poor illegal and legal migrants, including the growing number of global migrants who are too uneducated, old, or ill to support themselves. So much for America first, or let's just say under this administration, America last, because that's where we're at. So not only are we having problems at the southern border with all kinds of trafficking and drugs and all kinds of other nonsense coming across that border, but now Biden is going to provide an even easier way to grant them citizenship and green cards, whether you are legally or illegally here. And guess who floats the bill for that? Right, me and you. So, why are they doing it? I would like to say that I think it's very interesting that this happens to be going on at the same time the news is saturated with Ukraine and Russia. While everybody's paying attention to the right hand, which has Ukraine and Russia in it, the left hand is allowing anybody apparently that comes across the border, whether they can support themselves or not, we're going to just grant them citizenship. Well, one of the main reasons you become a citizen is to enjoy all of what America has to offer. Oh, yes, and one other small, seemingly insignificant detail, (laughs) you get the right to vote. Well, what is happening in November? Oh, right. It's midterms. 
Why don't we let millions of people into the United States? We will uh, cut through the red tape and we'll speed walk them through the process so that way they can become citizens very easily. That way, before they truly understand what the left is about in America, they can obtain their vote so that way they could retain power in November. Makes sense, right? (laughs) I mean, I thought so because... I don't see any other reason to do that. Now, it is true that we have migrant workers that are legally here that come over to work farms and whatnot, and there is a balance that can be played. The problem is, is when it's out of balance, like the Biden administration is going to put it out of balance, housing rental costs are going to go through the roof, taxes are going to get harsher, And they're going to be more of a strain on society. Oh, not to mention because you have such an influx of low-skilled workers coming in, the bottom side of the American workforce is now going to struggle to compete for jobs with them, putting Americans last. This is all really positive stuff. I mean, these are the, the reasons that you vote for a president because you know he's going to make the tough decisions that are best for you in this country, right? <laughs> wow. I'll say it again. Elections have consequences. And man, we are learning a hard lesson right now. I hope everybody's paying attention because you know what? No matter what your political affiliation, when you pull up to the pump and it's $7 a gallon, yeah, I think it's going to make you pay attention. I, I'm just pretty sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to really catch your attention there. I don't think that one's going to just go by you. When you are paying, I saw it. Let me pull it up here real quick while you bear with me. Here it is. Over the last year, Heating oil is up by 90%. Crude is up by 80%. Brent crude is up by 79%. Coffee's up by 73%. Gas is up 70%. Aluminum, 70%. Natural gas, 69%. Wheat is up 59%. Corn, 35%. Cotton, 34%. Lumber, 34%. Soybeans, 18%. Sugar, 15%. Copper, 13%. Gold, 12%. CPI 7.5% and silver, ironically, is down by 4%. So because of the Biden administration and their poor policies that put America last, I don't care what tax cut you think you got. That right there says it all. Because whether he's taking it out of your check or at the end of the year, or you're just paying it all year long because everything is so much more expensive. So let's let them all in. Let them flood in. Let's make it even harder to get jobs. People that are already struggling to pay their bills because of these inflated prices, let's just bring them in by the millions so that way all of our low-end workers and generally our unskilled low-end workers are younger adults that are just getting into the workforce that don't really have a career path or they're working at the beginning of a career path, so you need to be there. Well, let's make it even harder for those people to find a job so that way they don't get any on-the-job training to prepare them for the future. Makes sense. This administration is, (laughs) I mean, I knew they were going to be bad. 
I think everybody knew they were going to be bad. I just didn't realize it, it was going to be an atomic bomb all at one time. I figured we'd be at this point by the fourth year and people would be so wore out. They'd be like, done. That's it. We're not voting for any Democrats. It's all Republicans going forward, hoping that they do a better job. I didn't realize it was going to be just one year. <laughs> all this in one year. Now, I don't really have an idea where we're going to be at the four-year mark because how much worse can it get? We're collapsing everywhere. The other one, what is rental car? Not rental cars, used cars. What are they up by, like 42%? <laughs> you, you can't even get a, an affordable used car. New cars, you ever, you've ever been driven by a, a new car lot lately? Look mighty thin, don't they? <laughs> there ain't much there. Well, it's not because people are buying them. It's because they can't get chips for them. They're not being produced. They're not being made fast enough. Well, is that by design? Because remember, they want to go green. They want to go all electric. Is that by design as well? We just don't put as many out on the roads. We starve them out for vehicles for the next, you know, say 10 years or getting close to 2030. And then by the time that happens, all the electric vehicles roll off the line. All the gas vehicles have now been aged eight to 10 years. And they're at that point where you're starting to have serious problems with some of them and you just want to turn them over and get rid of them. So they force you into an electric vehicle. You just wonder how much of this is by design or how much is by coincidence. COVID was definitely by design. Whether the release was intentional or not, which is where there's still a little bit of a debate, but what they were doing with the virus was all by design. It just happened to get out and we pay the price for it. Oh, I hope things get better. I certainly hope that everybody's really paying attention in November and the Democrats face what it looks like they're going to face in November, and it's going to be a bloodbath, and we can mellow some things out. Then we just got to deal with the geriatric patient in the White House a couple years later. But at least the two years between that, uh, November's elections and, and the presidential election, at least we could breathe, breathe a sigh of relief because the, the real big madness will have stopped. The Build Back Better, all these things that – literally give me nightmares at nighttime. Build Back Better is the death of this country. If that ever gets signed, it's not like immediate. It's not like we're dying today. But if they ever sign that bill, just know they just they put the last nail in the coffin. It's over. It's going to take a few years till it gets that bad and we're all done. So hopefully it'll stop that. We can breathe a sigh, breathe a sigh of relief and we can look towards 2024. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A little bit dark and gloomy in some spots, funnier in others, I don't know. Uh, if you like what you hear, please rate and review me. Would be a great help. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, uh, the Trump app, uh, hopefully it will be up and running soon. <laughs> my, my daughter's not going to be happy. Her phone's going to be getting taken away from her quite a bit because she has an Apple product. I don't. So that's the way I worked around getting on there. Hopefully it goes up because if it does, I'm literally getting off every other social media. Uh, platform and I will be solely on that one and then a couple video ones. But if you'd like to follow me for now, Twitter at LJCONSERCRN, Gap or Parler, I'm at the real Little Joe CloudHub, I am at Little Joe CC, YouTube, Little Joe CC, Rumble, Little Joe's Conservative Corner, and if you'd like to reach out to me, you can go to littlejoescc.com, go to the contact section and send me a message. We will do it again tomorrow. 